Welcome to the Harvest Sound Podcast, for music and mission, truth and prophecy, creativity and compassion merge as one. How many people used to be in darkness? You can think back and go, ooh, it was dark back there, right? But how many people are now living in the wonderful light of the gospel and the love of God and the forgiveness of sin? Isn't that awesome? And the purpose of that, he pulls us out not just for our own self and for, you know, eternal companionship with him, but while we're in this life, we have a mission, and it says it here, that we may declare the praises of him who rescued us from darkness, right? Isn't that amazing? So otherwise, he would just take us to heaven the minute we're saved. Like, okay, you're out of here. You're saved. Good. But no, we're on a mission to declare the praises of God. Amen? And the last one. Um, Psalms 34, we kind of sang about this, his praise always be on my lips. I will exalt the Lord at, how many times? Oh, come on, let's say it a little louder. Oh. All right, at all times, his praise will always be on my lips. You might say, well, that's a tall order. I don't know if I can be exalting God at all times, praise, you know, always coming out of my lips. But I, if it's there, it's, it's obtainable. I believe God wants us to rise to the occasion, to the standards that God gives us, and that we would be people that truly uh, project praise at all times. It just uh, exudes from our life, not just our lips. But let's sit down and let's get into this. You ready? I remember meeting uh, came to mind as I was reading that scripture. Um, you know, a, a lady that I didn't really know her name or anything. We just met her in a in a nursing home when we were doing an outreach, and when we came to this sweet old lady, you know, we had, you know, when you go to a nursing home, it's it, a lot of times, you know, you see the end of people's lives. You see different conditions people are in, and you, and you think back, you think, wow, what kind of journey were they on to end up in the state or the condition they're in? Sometimes it's medical, but there's also a spiritual reality to our journey and the choices we make in life that, that add up to something at the end of our life. And, uh, but this particular lady I remember my friend and I, we, we knocked on the door, and she had this little little room. I remember there's all these little green plants everywhere. And we said, hey, can we, can we come in? We're just out just, you know, sharing love and encouragement with the, with the elderly. And, and we walk in, and, man, it was like when we stepped into her little room, uh, it, it was just like a, we, we stepped into another dimension. And, and believe me, we had been just down the hall where it was demented. It wasn't... <laughs> wasn't a, a, a beautiful dimension, but when we stepped into her room, it was just like a sphere, an, an aura, aura was coming of, out of her and, and creating atmosphere of heaven. And we walked in, I remember thinking, whoa, it's totally peaceful in here. It's just like, and then we began to talk to her and she just, she just uh, began to glow, began to radiate Jesus, like, and, and, her, and his praise was on her lips and she couldn't stop just adoration, just speaking of God and Jesus and how wonderful he's been to her all of her life. And she was elderly. She's probably, I'm sure, at least in her 80s. Or, um, and it was just amazing. I my friend and I, I remember walking out of this fragrance of praise and it, we walked into the hallway and we looked at each other. We were like, can you believe that? Like, I mean, one sweet little old lady carrying such a presence it, I, I was marked. I remember walking down the hall going, wow. You know, God, if I could ever steward my life the way she did, but whatever she did, it worked because it was like stepping into a dimension of, of the Lord, of heaven, just being around her. And so, um, 
as we look into this, um, I want to I want to just suggest to you a few things. It's kind of a warm up, and then we got some points. First of all, as we we read earlier, uh, especially starting with Isaiah forty three twenty one, that God formed these people. He the chosen people, uh, kind of Israel is like his his private stash. These are the ones I'm going to work with. These are the ones I make covenant with. But they will be a praise in the earth, and they will de- declare his praises. And and so. Now in the New Testament, through the blood of the Lamb and extended the good news, even uh, uh, the gospel of, of the kingdom extended to the Gentiles, that we all get to walk in this. We get to come into this inheritance. We're grafted in. And we're to be a praise in the earth. And, um, and so his praise should always be on our lips. And that's a discipline. How many people know that's a discipline? That's why sometimes we call it, what, a sacrifice of praise? Because we might be feeling otherwise, might be feeling the opposite. We might, be, we might be questioning God at the moment, but to have a discipline to go, you know what? Yeah, I will trust him. He's been good to me. I, I got a track record with God, and I'm building a storyline. And, and uh, just to begin to, to be, stay in a place of praise and thanksgiving is, is profound. So, um, so he, we talked about last week that he inhabits the praises of our people, and if our praises are small, We've built him a small house. He doesn't have much room to move around when it comes to you and what you've built for the Lord because he inhabits the praise. He lives, he lives in your praise. <laughs> and if, if, if you're not a, a, a worshiper, if you're not a praiser, I mean, does God have any room in, in your life when you really think of it? You know, and, and, and then people say, well, you know, I've been through a lot. I've been, yeah, we all go through a lot. It's called life on planet Earth. But learning to have that discipline of praise while you're going through it. That's actually the most important time. Anyone can praise, give a shout when, when things are good, right? I mean, that's, that's not really that hard. And it's, when, it's when you're going through hell and you still, yet I will praise him. Yet I will praise He's been good to me. Though he slay me, I will trust him, as Job said. And that's the kind of praise, that's the kind of depth that God is looking for. Not fair weather friends. They're like, ah, eh, God's blessed me. I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. You know, and then and when the testing comes, we fall away. Many fall away when the test comes. That's why faith has to be proven genuine through the tests that come our way. Isn't that right? And so, um, speaking of just for a moment, I want to drop into music for a moment because pre- now you, I established last week that praise isn't just music and sound. But, but, but it is that as well, because we, we look in heaven on earth as it is in heaven, and we see one of the few things that's described in, in the heavenly realms is, and, and in detail is the music and the praise that goes around the throne, the adoration that never stops. And so we know that music is important to the Lord. I believe music is God's DNA, that he is music. And, I, and the uh, Lucifer himself, the... They, they call him, many people have literally declared him the worship leader of heaven, just reading the descriptions in Ezekiel, and that he was literally had embedded in his, in his body uh, instruments, that he was a, a living instrument before the throne of God. I mean, and you think of, that's our arch enemy. Do you think he might be using some sound and music against us, if that's his specialty? Absolutely. I remember when I was growing up, you know, in the 70s, there was, I think, was it Randy Stonehill or one of those, one of the original, uh, maybe Larry Norman, 
original uh, Jesus movement uh, singers, worshipers, uh, had a song that said, why does the devil have all the good music? Is that Larry Norman? Yeah. And so that's a good question, actually, when you look at a lot of how music's gone down and how it's impacted culture. Now, I believe uh, it, we're, we're on an upswing. I believe the, the authentic worship and praise of the Lord has been getting stronger and more powerful. I believe there's new genres God's going to invade with the anointing. It's not about just what we do on a Sunday morning. I believe God wants all the genres. It's all his, right? And, and so God's going to do something new in music, and we've been making a, a, a progression. Uh, the church is learning to worship. It's learning to go vertical, not just the performance mentality, horizontal. Years ago, um, I remember uh, we were trying to... <laughs> trying to get rid of the performance spirit. and Like, Lord, we don't want that. We, we just know it's just so man-pleasing and, and, uh, and God-displeasing. And so we were like, we don't want that. And it's like, I don't want to be a performer. And I remember the Lord said, we'll be a perfumer. I was like, what? <laughs> Is that such a thing? And I remember looking in the Scripture, there's actually perfumers that, were, that would literally make the, the fragrant oils and, and the incense uh, for the temple that with you know, he would have an exact recipe. The Lord would give that and institute that. And he said, this is to be used wholly unto the Lord, prescribed for the Lord himself, and not to be used in any other way. And the Lord said, I, w- I would prefer my musicians, my artists, my worshipers to be perfumers, not performers. Amen? And so, um, so this morning I'm going to talk to you about uh, but some more, we're going to go deeper into sound as we're doing already. So we're, you could say, in other words, you could say, we're, get, we're getting some sound doctrine this morning. Uh, hey, you're going to walk out of here with a sound mind, I'll tell you. <laughs> some, uh, anyway, I won't go further. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, uh, the doctrine of sound, let's look into it. So let's talk about, again, I touched on, on that uh, frequencies are, are sound waves measured in hertz. And the human ear, they say, from about 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz is about what human ear can hear. And um, so let's, uh, uh, let, Emily, can you go up there and just play the piano for a second? Play, play it. Give me an A. So a lot of people know about, you know, when, when you're a musician, uh, you want your instrument to be in tune. So we have a way of tuning instruments to A440. So there's an A. So... So when you hear such a sound, one more time, give us another one. Oh, she gave us an octave. I see that. So that's uh, 440 vibrations per second. Okay, that's what that is. 440. So uh, A440. Now it's thank you. That was excellent. That was amazing. Wow. Let's give her a hand. Uh, all right. So. Um, so now, watch what happens. This is very interesting, because we're talking about sound, and you might say, well, what's that got to do with me? And I'm not, you, know, you might be sitting there going, well, I'm not really a musician, so it doesn't, no, just, just hang on for a minute. Now, sound, as we mentioned, and uh, all the notes uh, are frequencies and cycles per second. And if the lower you go, the slower the sound waves are, right? They say they're literally, they've measured, scientists have measured uh, sounds coming out of the black holes and up in the universe and the galaxies. Those, whoever, who even knows what it is, but a black hole, right? And they say there's sound waves that, that are being emitted from the black holes that literally one sound wave, 
Like we just talked, that's 444 uh, sound waves uh, per second. Um, one sound wave, watch this, from a black hole that's being released right now. We can't physically hear it as humans right now. would take 32 years to pass over you. One sound wave. That's how low the sound is coming out of the black hole. <laughs> There's all kinds of waves. There's all kinds of frequencies going on around us that we're not aware of. Okay, now let's take it the other way. If you go up from A440, you go up about 700 octaves. Guess what you have from the sound? You have light. What? Someone's like, what? I thought we are talking about sound. No, if you go high enough and you go fast enough, you increase the, the frequency and the cycles, you literally, it just goes, extends right into light. God is light. Amen? And so... Uh, light is also frequency. Terahertz are called. It's, it, uh, our, our eyes can see the colors of the spectrum uh, from about 400 terahertz to 700 terahertz. We can, that's what we can see visually that with, with light. And then there's a vast array on both sides uh, that we can't see physically. So let me put it to you this way. So the sound that comes out of our life the sound of your voice, whether it's singing, whether it's speaking. If we're, if we're faithful with what comes out of us, the audible, you know, we're to, to declare the praises, you know. But if, if we're faithful with small things, don't you think the Lord will entrust us with greater things? If you're faithful with what comes out, well, no more gossip, no more slander, no more grumbling, murmuring, mur, mur, murmuring <laughs> you know, complaining, these things. But the, the, we talked about what's the sound of your family? What's the sound of your marriage? What's the sound of your church? The devil can just hear that and go, oh. They're, they're, he's either like spooked and go, oh, my goodness, can't touch that. Or he's like, they ain't all that. Watch this. He just go, boing. I, be, I believe literally he can knock over people just like that. Just to, like literally he's like, well, they, they left the door open for me. Just listen to the sound that's coming out of them. They're vulnerable. By the, I, can, I can tell by the sound waves that are being emitted from someone's life. Does this make sense? But what happens when we're faithful and we get the discipline of praise ever being on our lips and thanksgiving? If you think about it, you know, we're entering into his, his, uh, his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. That, so what's that mean? That means we should be hearing a lot of praise in the parking lot. <laughs> Don't wait for them to strike up the band. I mean, it's like if you're on your way to church, man, strike it up now. Like, you know, worship and pray and you know, don't wait, don't wait for a, a band or, or a sound. Make your own sound. Amen? So I'm going to be listening to that parking lot on next Sunday. I'm going to be like, all right, we got it going on. Praise him. Hey, if you run out of things to do, pray in tongues. It's biblical. It'll change everything. Woo, come on, someone. And so, so don't you think if you're faithful with small things, with like the audible human uh, 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz, that God would trust you as you start going up 100 octaves, 200 octaves. And all, all of a sudden, you're, you're like a burning, shining light. You're a glowing light for Jesus. You don't even have to say anything because you're starting to f occupy all the sound waves, all the frequencies for God's glory. And he says, you're the light of the world. How'd you get there? Well, I had to start, I had to first cover my lips and stop saying negative things. I had, to, I had to start to proclaim the word of God. I had to learn to prophesy. I had to, I had to bring a discipline. And then after a while, you just walk in the room and there's an orb. 
there's a light shining from your life. And people are like, whoa. Like, that's what happened when I went to that little old lady's room. I was like, whoa. We just stepped into something, being around her. How many people want to be some of that? So that's what John the Baptist, Jesus described him as one of the greatest ever born of a woman. And he said that he was a burning, shining light while he was among you. So, Lord, I pray the, the, the frequency of light would be inhabited, Lord, with praise, with, with the power of your word that does not return void, Lord, that we would literally become the light of the world, burning and shining for your glory, we pray. Amen. And so they say you open your mouth and say something, the average person, um, uh, 700 times a day. You know, like seven, average person, 700 things you'll say throughout the day, blah, 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 blah. Now, if you study women, I'm just kidding, I won't go there. <laughs> I tried that before. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so it's so important 700 times of what's coming out of you in a day. Are you establishing the kingdom of God and righteousness? Are you speaking the word? Well, let he who speaks speak as one who speaks the very oracles of God. Wow. And so, um, what are you giving your sound to? Okay. Now, we talked about uh, in Colossians. No, actually, this is a new scripture. Let's read this. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And watch this. So we understand that. We go, come to church. You know, we're used to preachers and teachers and the word of God dwelling in us richly and, 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 and receiving wisdom from that. But it, it attaches it to as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And so music is tied right in there in that whole experience as we, as we come to the Lord and, and sometimes you can memorize things even better. Anyone dis, uh, discovered this? You can memorize the Word of God even, even easier or more profoundly through songs, right? Through melody. You put a little melody to it. You're like, oh. You do that. You ever tried that with kids in Sunday school? Like, all of a sudden you get these little, we did that with all the kids, the inner city children here for many years that we worked with. We, we realized, how are we going to do this memory scripture stuff? And all of a sudden, a little rhythm, a little rhyme, a little melody. And, man, these kids were like popping scriptures like crazy, all through the, you'd run through the streets and the kids would be running up to you. Of course, we had a little motivation attached to it that helped out a lot because we started a thing, if they knew their memory scripture, you'd give them a dollar. So like these kids are running around, I mean, I'm like running out of dollars everywhere I'm going, like they're coming up, hey, pastor, da, 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 and they do the, you know, say the scripture, I'm like, all right, all right, you know. But imagine the reward, it's much, believe me, it's much more, the eternal word of God the reward that God gives us when we get the word down in us that we might not sin against him. Amen? And so, uh, so we let the word of God dwell in us richly as we sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. I could go into a teaching on that, but I won't for the sake of time. So um, we saw this morning our hands participated in worship. Anyone, anyone look at your hand and go, whoo, still got the sting, right? I mean, that was good, but, that was, but we, we need to be participating in worship together. We need to make a sound, a thunderous sound, a sound of agreement for the glory of the Lord. <clears throat> we need to be able people who, how many people grew up in a, in a conservative church where it was just like, if someone put their hand up, you, you, you think, you, oh, she's got a question, she's got a question. 
<laughs> you know, it's like if someone answer her question, she won't put her hands down. Like she got two questions. It's like, so, uh, oh, uh, oh, okay. Can someone please remove her? <laughs> you know, I grew up in a church like that. I was like, what, what is happening? But you know, it, it's a full body experience to worship the Lord with all your, your, your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. If you never put your strength, your body. If you've never cut loose and been able to dance or be free or to shout, I prescribe, man, use it while you got this earth suit. I mean, you, you might say, man, I, I had that, that clay suit that God gave me to wear when I was here, and I was there 80 years, and I never really used it for God's glory. I just sat there. What? And so, <clears throat> you know, back in the prescription of the tabernacle, there was no seats. <laughs> there was no seats in the tabernacle. Okay, you come in and you would stand. David talks about constantly standing and dancing. and They're either standing in the presence of the Lord, they're dancing, or they're on their face. And that's another thing, to learn to bow before the Lord. Sometimes the presence would come so strongly, the priest couldn't even stand up. How long for those days? We've experienced some times where it was just like, whoo, the presence of God has just come in here, and it's remarkable, and we're being marked but we need to cultivate this kind of um, experience. If you're interested, and if you're not, you know, there's plenty of places that don't do all this, so <laughs> you can find those as well. But I really believe that God wants us all in. Amen? Amen? You know, if you've never bowed before the Lord, like, well, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know about all that. It seems a little extravagant. Man. There, there, there'll come a day your knees will be in shock if you don't do it now because there'll be a day every knee will bow. So why not get, get, get with it now, right? I remember one of the greatest impressions my father left on me is that every night before he would go to bed, uh, and it's just been a year since he passed away now, just a month ago, but every, every night before he would go to bed, he'd be, he'd be uh, bowed at the, at the foot of his bed praying to the Lord. Just this, I, was, I would walk in, hey, Dad, ooh, he's, you know, you know, he'd be praying. He'd just have that time, that that discipline, that reverence with God. Woo, come on, someone. So the, the power of praise, we're talking about sound, which is, can be anything that comes out of us, but also particular praise this morning. You see, when we praise, we raise. If, you're, if you've been stuck in the lowlands, I want to prescribe you, you might not be praising. Because when you praise, you raise above the storm. You start to on the, the updraft. You start to go up, up, up. And, and if, if, and it's called the law of the lift. Let's call it that, right? Out, live, if you're living in the lowlands, I, I want to say you can't stay thankful and be praising and stay there very long. You just start to go up, just like a hot air balloon, man. You just start, start going up. You start stoking that fire of praise, and you're, before you know it, you're going up. You're ascending the hill of the Lord. You're coming to the high place in the Lord. When we praise, we raise. And so the praise on earth, you know, on earth as it is in heaven, uh, you know, when we praise, we take dominion, watch this, over the atmosphere. We take dominion over the atmosphere. It's, how many people understand the atmosphere is up for grabs? It's like, who's going to take it? Well, the devil, you know, he's the prince of the power of the air. He, he under the presumption, it's all his until someone's willing to, to enforce the victory of the cross, say, uh-uh, this is where my Lord and my Savior is praised on this holy ground. We declare this holy. 
We declare all this ground around here holy. We've claimed this whole area. We believe God's got big plans for this whole area, much more than what we've even seen. And, we, and, and so we have to claim it. We have to take the atmosphere, take dominion. Woo, come on, someone. The atmosphere. I, I, call, I call it my, my utmost fear. <laughs> utmost for his highest. And that, my atmosphere is my utmost. I mean, I give my best to occupy that that, that ground that God's given me, the sphere that God's given me, is your atmosphere your utmost sphere? Or are you just kind of punching in, checking the clock, waiting for lunch, you know? Nah, 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 nah. I mean, I'm telling you guys, God's wanting to uh, vivify the church. I love that, that, that word. It means to be infused with life, abundant life. Thank you. <laughs> so watch this. Dead men... Don't shout. Dead Christians don't shout. See, if you're really a fan, we're coming up on Super Bowl, aren't we? Hey, if you're really a fan, you're going to shout. If you're really a fan of God, you can't keep it in. Uh, Spectators would just sit there and watch. They're indifferent. They're just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really for either team, you know. <laughs> Pass the cheese dip. <laughs> but a fan, woo, you know a fan when you see one. They're loud. They're fiery. They're passionate. We got any fans for Jesus up in here? <laughs> woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. See, See, when something great happens, you hear the sound, right? Someone makes a great play in a sporting event. Man, you can just tell. You, don't, you can have your eyes closed and go, whoa. You don't even have to see it. You can just hear the sound, the audible of that environment. And all of a sudden, rah, rah, you, just, you, you just hear the surge. Has God done any great plays for you? <laughs> Has he done anything, any great exploits on your behalf? Well, there should be a sound that follows that. When he went to the cross for us 2,000 years ago, there should be a resounding sound that never stops of thanksgiving and praise and adoration and celebration. When he, when he rose again, defied death and sin. Thank you, Jesus. See, the sound precedes victory. Sound precedes breakthrough. It prophesies it. You know, and someone might be sitting here again just going, wow, you know, all this talk about sound, you know, if, if nothing else, the Lord says, just make a joyful noise. <laughs> it might just sound like, it does. here's the thing. You might say, well, but I don't have one of those voices. I don't, I'm not sure, you know. Um, I love it when my wife sings. She's not a professional singer. But the reason I love it, because when she sings, I know how sincere it is, how pure it is, and how I could feel the Lord responding when she starts to sing. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So God cannot stay away from sounds that are made for his honor, in his honor. God is attracted to the sound of a pure heart. Woo! And the sound of heaven is within you. We need to release it. Amen? Okay, point number one. The sound of praise changes the atmosphere. We talked about already a little bit. The sound of praise Changes the atmosphere. Um, it actually ushers in, you can see biblically, there's a lot of passages, stories of all this. It, it, it ushers in angelic assistance. Anyone need some angelic assistance up in here? 
See, Isaiah says in uh, 24, 18, says, whoever flees at the sound of terror will fall into a pit. So we have an enemy who likes releasing. Everyone notice that? The terrorists, you know, the, the sound, the bad news, the fake news, the, all the stuff, all the negativity, CNN, constantly negative news. You know, you see, you see these things, and, and you see people just fleeing, and they're going nowhere quick. Where, where'd they go? Oh, they're in a pit. They're in a pit of fear. They're paralyzed. They listen to all that. And so uh, we know that, that Satan and his angels, I touched on this last week, about they, they have a domain called the second heaven, where I believe that angelic activity, good and, and evil angels, the fallen angels and the demonic realm, uh, clash. And uh, so Satan is, is really in, uh, in no man's land unless he can find a man to possess or work through. I mean, he, he has to find agreement. Those who will agree will listen to his lies. Then he has ability to invade the earth. You all seeing this? So let's say um, um, I want to talk, talk to you, if you would go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, a little story quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And so the story of David, and again, he's fighting the Philistines. Once more, uh, the Philistines invaded the valley, so David inquired of God again, and God answered him, do not go straight up, but circle around them and attack them in front of the balsam trees. As soon as you hear the sound of the marching on the tops of the balsam trees, move out to battle because that will mean God has gone in front of you to strike the Philistine army. So David did as God commanded, and they struck down the Philistine army. Okay, so just looking at that just quickly. So this is the Lord's giving David strategy. David, one of his strengths is he inquired of the Lord. So he inquires of the Lord who is the supreme military commander of the universe, is the host of heavens. Uh, he gets the, the, the strategy. God answers him. He says, go, go straight up, circle around them. He tells them what to do. And, but the unusual part, he says, listen to the trees. Watch the trees. Anyone like watching trees? We got two people like trees. Okay. I like trees. I'm speaking to my own self. Every time I walk, I can't, I can't stop looking at trees. I don't know what it is, but maybe I'm waiting for the angelic activity on the top of the trees. Whoa, come on. So, as soon as you hear the sound of marching, did you know you can hear the sound of marching on the top of trees? Well, for David, this is exactly what the Lord prescribed. He said, this is what you wait for. This is what you watch for. And he says, when you hear that, um, this will mean God has gone out in front of you and you can strike down the Philistine army. We got a glory train on that, y'all. What'd I say wrong? What'd I do wrong? I said Corinthians? Sorry. I thought y'all had the Bible memorized. You can figure that out. Okay. So, uh, First Chronicles chapter 14, verse 13. Thank you, everybody. All right. So y'all seeing that? So angelic activity is released through the sound of praise, the sound that was released. And so strategy is given. God wants to release angelic activity. Who's ever experienced such a thing? Um, we... Uh, we had a, a time where we uh, were contending for this neighborhood. I'm going to give you the quick, really quick version, but there was a stronghold down the street here, the Sunnyside Inn, and it was, uh, yeah, you remember. 
And, and it was nasty. It was just like only opened at 9 p.m. and went till like 5 in the morning. And there was, there was knifings and shootings and drugs and prostitution hub. All that was happening right down here. And we, we knew, man, this is the nest. This is decrepit. It's coming out of this. This is a stronghold in our region. And so we said, you know, Lord, should we go up into it? Should we? You know, we inquired of the Lord. And he said, no, no, don't go in there. He had told us to inhabit this area back here. There's a couple of crack houses and a barbershop. And it was all drug activity, the corner store. He said, absolutely, go there and meet everyone. Let them know who you are. But down here, for some reason, God had a different strategy, the sunny side in. And so we began to just pray. Well, what do we do? He said, drop bombs on it, you know, through worship and prayer, spiritual weapons to demolish strongholds. He goes, use those. I've given them to you. Use them. So we would pray. We'd pray for the sunny side of Friday night, especially. We'd be pounding the heavens and say, Lord, bring your victory to this community. Bring reformation. And, and so uh, one day, one of our young guys comes running down the street all out of breath. He goes, Pastor, you're not going to believe it. He goes, the sunny side is gone. you got to come see it. I'm like, what? Gone? Like, what? So we go running down there. There's police everywhere. And uh, the, the owner's out there. He's just cussing up a storm. He's just walking up and down. But the whole place is gone, like literally imploded, like, like it just got stepped on like a bug. Like, and and it, blow, it blew up so hard that it broke out windows of the cars parked next to it. No one was hurt. No one was in it. But it was gone. And the Lord said, I told you, I've given you spiritual weapons for the tearing down of fortresses, for the demolishing of strongholds. I was like, whoa, that was good. <laughs> Let's do some more of that, you know. And so we've done a bunch of those things all over the nations. When we, when we do Rolling Thunder, we go places. Are we going to hear another good one? I don't know if I've ever told this one. I told our team the other day. So we're talking about Rolling Thunder because the thunder's fixing to roll again this year out west to the Native Americans in, this, in July. And uh, so we're getting ready to go out again. And uh, so one time we went to South Dakota, and we started hearing about Sturges, of course, which is the, one, you know, the largest uh, biker rally in America. And it's known for, you know, kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah, like, you know, violence and sexual sin and drink and drug, and everything's going down there, you know, all in the name of biking. And, 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 and so we go, and we're like, well, what do we do? They're coming in by the hundreds of thousands, like in a few days, so we came to this, this little town called Sturgis, and we said, well, let's do what we did on the sunny side. <laughs> you know, let's just pray, and we'll worship, we'll set up. We went to this church. Cal, you, you probably remember this. And uh, so we set up this little, little humble church. We set up, we worship, we kind of do what we do, we just proclaim. But we began to, to prophesy and proclaim, Lord, uh-uh, not on our watch, Lord. We're, we're, enough of this sin, this destruction in this region and all this stuff. And so... We do that, we, and then we just kind of, well, that was, that was a good night. Like, you know, pack up. We had to go down the road. We had the next reservation to get to. So we did, we did our thing. And then, like, two or three days later, it's the, it begins, okay? The Sturgis starts. And I'm looking at it going, oh, I guess it started. Opening night, Aerosmith, the whole thing. And I'm like, ah, well, I guess we pray. You know, sometimes you look and you, you want to see the real-time results, and you're like, I don't know if it's panning out the way we thought or not, but we did what we thought we could. And all of a sudden, we start hearing news. The Aerosmith concert was canceled because Steve Perry fell off the stage and broke his leg or his arm or something. It was like totally shut down, like the opening night, the big, you know. We're like, ooh, wow, we didn't pray. Did anyone pray for that? We didn't. <laughs> Lord bless Steve, you know. We didn't, you know. And then, and then uh, the next day, this storm, this unusual storm comes in. Never happened before in the history of Sturgis. 
the storm comes in, and it's got hail. It's got like mega hail, and, and, and it, it literally starts to obliterate the whole place. And, and they said millions and millions of dollars of these fancy bikes, you know, all, all, you know, all fancied up, and boom, just, just destroyed hail. I remember seeing the hail go, whoa, this is like from another world. I remember seeing it coming down like, what is happening? Guess what happened? They canceled the whole thing. Like, we're done. No more Sturges. Do you think God responds to the power of prayer and worship and sound for God's glory? And so we've seen God do unusual things, like things that you go, pinch yourself, man. This is really happening, okay? And God wants you to, to, uh, to experience the same thing. Point number two, the Lord responds to our battle cry, okay? He releases victory. And sometimes we have to be willing to, to release a sound, a battle cry. Sometimes it's a, it's a cry of desperation. There's a story in 2 Chronicles 13. Um, you can start at verse 1. I'm just going to jump, jump in on part of it here. Abijah, King Abijah is going to war against King Jeroboam. And it's, this is uh, Judah against Israel. Abijah representing Judah, Jeroboam against Israel. They're going to war. And it says, uh, Abijah went into the battle with a force of 400,000 able fighting men. And Jeroboam drew up a battle line against him with 800,000 able troops. So you got, one guy's got, Jeroboam's got twice as much, right? That means if you're in the battle, you got you to gotta take out two of every their guys. You know, you can figure it out. So, so it didn't look so good in the natural. But Abijah, you know, begins to seek the Lord. And, and they understand something that Israel had forgotten. Israel had veered away from, from uh, the Lord himself into idolatry and uh, from uh, the faithful priesthood and the sacrifices. And they had gotten into the pagan worship and these things. And, and so um, you, you could go on down to verse 11. And it says, um, he says that we've been ceremonially, ceremonially clean We've kept the, the lamps burning. Uh, we've observed the requirements of the Lord, our God, but you have forsaken him. Abijah speaking to Jeroboam and his people. God is with us. He is our leader. His priests and their trumpets will sound the battle cry against you. Men of Israel, do not fight against the Lord, the God of your fathers, for you will not succeed. He's kind of warning them. He's like, because it's just like a civil war. Like We're fixing to kill a whole bunch of our are, you know, Israel, like this is the tribes fighting each other. So he's like, you know, don't do it. You guys are not in good standing with the Lord. He said, we are, you're not, you will not succeed. So he, he understood the ways of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? And so now Jeroboam sent troops around to the rear so that while he was in front of Judah, the ambush was behind him. Judah turned and saw that they were being attacked from both the front and the rear, then they cried out to the Lord, and the priests blew their trumpets, and the men of Judah raised the battle cry at the sound of their battle cry. God routed Jeroboam and all of Israel before Abijah and Judah. The Israelites fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their hands. The men of Israel were subdued on that occasion, and the men of Judah were victorious because, watch this, because they relied on the Lord, the God of their fathers. So they were in good standing. First of all, they were keeping the requirements. They were walking in obedience. But then at the right time, 
when the enemy's coming in, ambushes from the front and the rear, got them surrounded, they realize what's going on, and they look at the priests, they say, now, right? And the priests blow their trumpets, and the men of Judah release a battle cry. How important is it for the church to be releasing a sound of victory in such times when we're, we're surrounded by the enemy? You just look at what's happening in our nation. And I believe that we've been given the spiritual weapons to shift things, to change atmospheres, to bring forth, to call in the victory. Woo, come on, someone. And so they release not only the trumpets, the, I believe it's a prophetic sound, the word of the Lord, the silver trumpets, the... Um, but there's also a battle cry of the people. There's a power when we release a sound corporately. Y'all ready to do it? We're going to say Jesus on the count of three. We're going to make something shake up in here. Y'all ready? Jesus. We just want one word, but we're going to release a battle cry. That's the ultimate ba- battle cry, I believe. One, two, three. Let's try one more. That was a warm-up. I don't got much voice, so y'all going to have to out-shout out me here. Ready? One, two, three. Jesus! Now, let's look at the battle lines that are drawn up against America right now, against our land. You can see communism coming in. You see, you see insanity coming in. You see that sanity has left many of the leaders. Like, what is happening? People are shaking their head constantly like, what? You know, ding. And, and, uh, and, and I believe we want to release a battle cry into that situation. Just think of whatever is troubling you, whatever your passion is. Like, Lord, I want to see justice in this area. I want you to declare the, the name of Jesus, the name of the Most High in, over, over that area. And don't just sit here and be indifferent. Every, if you don't have a passion for what's going down, man, you, you're wrong. Let me just tell you that right now. You're, you're just wrong if you're sleeping through it. God needs all his warriors whole. He needs your voice. He needs your volume. He needs your passion for such a time. Amen? So you ready? One, two, three. Jesus! Woo! Come on, let's, let's celebrate the victory. Thank you, Father. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Wow, that was powerful. Okay, point number three. Our sound isn't always praise. You might like, we're talking about praise, but it isn't always praise, the sound that God wants. Sometimes it's the sound of you just not giving up. I touched on that last week. And there's a story that represents that more than ever, the sound of our faith moving forward regardless of the circumstances. And this story comes from 2 Kings chapter 7, and I'll just paraphrase it for the sake of time. But you remember the story where there was a great siege against the people of Israel, and the Armenians had come in. And you know how they would just squeeze them out, just surround them and seal off the supply lines. Sound familiar? Just start to cut off the supply lines. And, and so people are, are, it's getting to the point where people are literally starting to eat their children. There's such starvation in this city. And it's just getting nasty. And the enemy's just sitting there, just sitting on them, saying no one can come in, no one can come out. And so they're trying to make them just surrender and give up. And so then there's this unusual story of these four lepers. I like these guys, you know. Uh, and so they're, they're in a place uh, at the gate, and they're watching all this go down, and they already got a death sentence. They're like, well, man, we're, you know, leprosy in the Old Testament. It's not a good thing. And so they're just kind of sitting there going, what, can, what do we got to do about anything, right? 
And sometimes it's those who have the least to lose are the most dangerous. You might sit there and go, you know, sometimes it's the fat cats that can't move. They're encumbered with all their possessions of this life. It's those little guys that don't got anything to lose. You watch them. And so God, I think, puts in their heart an impulse, a, a <coughs> inspiration, and says, hey, what if, what if we just, uh, just us four, no more, we just got up and went right in there into that enemy's camp. They're like, what, are you crazy? It's like, hey, what do we got to lose, man? I mean, if we sit here, uh, we're going to die. If we go back in the city, we're going to die. And, and they, they, their, their reasoning was, if, if they spare us, we live. If they kill us, we die. Either way, we're going to die. You understand that? <laughs> Unless Jesus comes back, we're going to die. You know, so you, you better get on with the victory, with the purpose of what God's given you. They, this is some good reasoning here, I think. So at dusk, they went up, and they went to the camp of the Arameans. And uh, when they reached the edge of the camp, not a man was there. They went right into the enemy's camp that had been laying siege for years against them. And they go there, and mysteriously, miraculously, there wasn't a soul there. You picture these guys, you know, they're all bandaged up, they're lepers. You know, they're walking on their charge, <laughs> you know, into the enemy's camp, you know. Like what they got to do with anything? How could God use them? You know, and, and, and next thing you know, they walk in, and the whole army had fled, was gone. And all the weapons and all the treasures and all the food was there. The plunder of the battle was just theirs. There it is. Whoop, there it is, just right in front of them as they, as they hobbled into camp. And you say, well, how could such a thing happen? They didn't even say they, they, they were great believers or anything about them. You just know that they, they just said, how about we go forward right into the enemy's camp? Just perhaps something will happen. And so, so they go in. And I love this here. It says, uh, when they reached the edge of the camp, there was not a man there. Verse 6 says, for the Lord has caused, caused the Armenians to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army. And they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired enemies against us to attack us. So, uh, so they go in, and what happens? The sound of them going forward, the sound of their faith. All of a sudden... Could it be that it would be true of you that the fact that you didn't give up when it looked impossible, it looked like you're, you're destined to die and everyone you know and it just looks impenetrable, uh, improbable, the whole thing just, and, and, and the fact that you said, let's go, let's go right into the front lines, let's go right into the fray. When everyone else is afraid, you're like, take me to the fray. And, and it says the Lord caused there to be a sound as they went, a sound of chariots, sound of armies that the enemy fled in fear. And then there was a great victory, and they go and they, they go tell everyone, and then finally it saves the whole city. Could four little lepers, four wounded, broken people make a difference in, in our time? I, I believe absolutely. Jesus said, if two would agree together on earth, it shall be done by us, our fathers in heaven. And the last one I want to just want to say, and you can go ahead and start playing, but the last one is just, I'm just going to touch on it. You know the story from the book of Acts. We'll go to New Testament. Paul and Sil Silas. Paul and Silas. So they're, they're preaching the gospel. They're seeing miracles, signs, wonders, as they did in the early Testament church. And it says, uh, 
they were uh, actually surrounded by a crowd and attacked, and the uh, authorities had ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. They were severely flogged. They were thrown in prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When they received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet to stocks. This doesn't look very good for them. Looks really bad, actually, especially if you knew the condition of prisons back then and probably the condition of their bodies after such a beating. Then verse 25 says, About midnight, Paul and Cyrus were praying, singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Watch this. Someone's always listening. Someone's listening to you. Someone's listening. You're a witness. Whatever you're going through, they're either receiving the kingdom of heaven through you and what you're going through, or what would have happened if they were silent? What would have happened? We talked about a quiet church is, or a silent church is not a powerful church. What would have happened if they just sealed up their mouths and their hearts for such a moment and just maybe wallowed in their, in their pity party at that moment? Because they had a lot to be sad about at that moment, a lot of distress, okay? But instead, it says, at about midnight, Paul and Cyrus were praying and began singing hymns to their God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he was in distress, like, man, this is my life. And instead, he ends up, and his entire household gets saved. <laughs> because two, remember I said, if two would agree, it shall be done. This, we had four, now we got just two, and God showed up strong, and God shook the place. I believe we're in a time of supernatural shaking you can already see it. You can see demonic shaking. But I believe the supernatural shaking is waiting to happen for those who are willing to praise and release a sound regardless of what you're going through. Don't let the enemy silence you. Don't let the enemy silence you. If he's been silencing you, you need to break out. Break it off. You got a sound. You got a voice. You got a praise. You got a prayer. You got a prophecy. Woo, come on, someone. Let's stand up. The sound of praise sets captives free. How many times have we seen it on Broadway? People getting set free just by the sound of praise, of adoration unto our King. Thank you, Jesus. Let's begin to just, just begin to stir up your most holy faith. Just begin to release a sound, a song, whatever. Pray in the Spirit. Come on, let's stir it up. It's like an engine. It's like a spiritual engine. Let's start it up here. Jesus, mighty God, Lord, inhabit our frequencies from the, from the lowest to the highest, Lord. Let us become people of light. Inhabit all of our frequencies that everything that comes of us, Lord, would be holy unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
Mighty God, mighty God. Be glorified. Let's just begin to release a sound, just a hum. Let it start. Let it begin, whatever it is. Don't be silent. Be silent no more. Say, devil, I want my voice back. I want my voice back. I want my sound back. I renounce the fear of man, caring what other people think. Jesus! I like that. Actually, let's bring the keyboard way down. Just one chord. Just hold. Let me hear that sound. Let me hear the sound. I heard started to hear you guys. Come on, cultivate the sound. Let it grow. Let it develop. Some of you might be going through something right now, and it's like, man, it's the best time to praise. No time like now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to thank him. Thank him for what you're going through. Thank him for the test. Never waste a good test. Thank him for it. Thank you that when you pass the test, you graduate. Next level. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Jesus. If, if you just, if you're one that you're here today and you feel like the devil's stolen your sound, maybe you feel like I never had my sound or, or my voice or just come up to the front and just, just lay yourself before God, prostrate before God. You can kneel, you can do whatever you, you need to do, but I just feel like God's restoring voices, sounds, uh, callings, uh, that y- you will not be silenced any longer. Lord, we just thank you, Father. Or you're saying, I've been longing for that next level and I'm believing God to restore it. Take me there. Jesus, just come up and just, just wrestle with God. <laughs> He'll bless you good. The sound of our victory.
there's a roar coming out of the church. I just declare and decree to today it begins. There's a roar coming out of the church. Church will not be silent. Where there has been your voice that's been taken by the enemy or by your own self-doubt or fears, today is a day you're coming out. I speak and prophesy to your spirit to say you will you have a voice you have a voice and what's inside of you is so important it matters it matters to the lord it matters to your friends it matters to your church family what's inside of you is so important and i'm just reminded again of what pascot just brought in Acts 16, 25, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing to God, and the other prisoners were listening, and suddenly, suddenly there was an earthquake, and the foundations of the prison were shaken. And I just say, I prophesy, suddenly there is a sound that's arising from the church, and it's shaking not just you. It's shaking your brothers and sisters free. What if you release your sound today and that releases your brother, your sister, your friend, your family member, your lost friend who you thought will never come to know Jesus? What if your sound, you releasing it, brings the breakthrough? I'm believing. I'm believing right now. I'm with a company of believers that say yes, yes, yes to the word, your sound. So, Lord, this church will be a church that will release its sound. This church will not be held back or bound by what was. We are moving into the now, and we're moving into what you're going to do. And Father, what is the DNA that you've already spoken over our church and our church families? We just say yes and amen. Every promise is being fulfilled. Every promise is being fulfilled. Not... No, not by what we see, but what we, what we know. What we know is that you are a God that brings breakthrough. And you send earthquakes and shake off chains. And so I say right now, there's chains falling off. There's chains falling off right now. Thank you, Father, for chains falling off. Your identity is strong because you're looking to the Son of God. He is where your identity comes from, not from people around you. You are valuable and what's inside of you is important. Let your sound be released. And ask, ask Father God to just wash and cleanse you for, repent for when you've not released your sound, not released your voice. Just repent. Father, forgive us for when we've not released our sound. Forgive us when we've been um, ensnared by by the fear of human opinion. Oh, Lord, let us be a fearless, unashamed church that's bold. I thank you right now. Release that sound. Release that sound through this church. Harvest sound. There is a sound of the harvest that's coming. There's a sound of the harvest that's coming. Sound of the harvest. 
And I say, release your sound. Release your sound. Release your sound, church. Let's stir it up. Keep the sound going. Release, 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 release. Woo! I like, I like to get uh, two guys and two girls that are ready to release a sound. You can say something, you can prophesy, or you can sing something. Just 30 seconds, but just a prophetic picture of what God's doing. Just releasing sound, especially if you've been challenged in that area and you're supposed to release something here right now. How about two guys, two girls to represent what God's doing? Release your voice. Release your sound. 
Come on. We got one. Another lady. Two guys. All right, we got two girls. I can see why the guys were slow getting to the tomb. Oh, it's the women first, right? Oh, there we go. We got and another guy. Come on. We're gonna release some. That's all we're gonna do. We're gonna finish it up. All right. There we go. We got these four and no more. You ready? You start. Keep it going. Oh, when I praise you, the prison shake. When I praise you, every chain will break. When I praise you. All the captives are free when I praise you. There is victory when I praise you. Every chain will break when I praise you. Every prison will shake when I praise you. Every captive is free when I praise you. There is victory. Yeah. Let our sound be a specific fragrance to you, a perfume made only for you, piercing through the veil, only going up to you, no one else comes in the way. Let us maybe perfume makers, would we be perfume makers only for you? Order in your courts, our fragrance is in order in your courts, holy and anointed only for you, God. Amen. La racina mata la mati, mala. We're singing new songs of the Spirit. Singing songs that have never been sung. We're singing new songs of the Spirit that have never been sung. Sounds of your praise. The sounds of your praise. The sounds of your praise is open, open the sounds, open the sounds, unlock the wells, unlock the dry wells of your voice, of your voice. Thank you, Lord, for an apostolic church that honors you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for showing us to pursue intimacy, Lord. May we be fully aware and fully aware of our heart's depth, Lord. Hey, thank you for a church that craves you and desires you, Lord. I pray that the fire of fireplace goes to Nashville, Lord. Because I know there's something original you're bringing. And, hey, and it's real, and it's digital, and it's earthly, and it's organic. And I thank you, Lord, for making it so as you do. 
on your timing and soon and quick, Lord, that these people know the gifts, Father, that they know the gifts, Lord Jesus, and that they know that there's grace and they know there's sanctification. And I thank you for praise. I thank you for praise, Lord Jesus. I thank you for showing us the praise, Lord. I thank you for making it real, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for filling in every gap, Father, Yahweh God. In Jesus' name, I thank thee. Amen. Excellent. Thank you, Father. You got something you want to release, Henry? <laughs> I thought so. That was perfect timing. Let's just stand, stand up, lift your hands to the Lord. Say, Father, thank you that I am a vessel. I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit. Let every frequency that comes out of me bring glory to God, from the sound waves to the light waves. Shine, Jesus, shine. Shine, Jesus, shine. Father, I thank you that our best days are today and the days ahead of us, God. We grow brighter every day to the brilliance of the noonday sun. That's the normal path of, of a believer, of a righteous one. Brighter and brighter from faith to faith, glory to glory, victory to victory. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. amen. All right, God bless you all.